Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. You can always tweet us throughout the show at AWOD Radio or at 910 The Fan. Apparently, Frank's making some headlines there. Some people upset with uh, Frank's opinion on DC Sports and Richmond. And uh, just like I tweeted at one of our listeners, Frank's opinion's different from mine, but everyone's opinion does matter, and you can always call in and give us your thoughts, 833-804-0910. If we all agreed, it would not be entertaining radio, 833-804-0910. Phone lines are always open. It is time to check in on the Washington Commanders here on the Richmond Commander. It's time for the Richmond Commander. Are you ready for the phones are open. It's your chance to be the quarterback of this segment. There's something I like to say. Every day at 1 p.m. on AWOD Radio, the Richmond Commander. So the Commanders had their bye week. Now they travel to take on the Los Angeles Rams in week 15 for a December 17th 4:05 game from SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. And what I want to know is, do you believe that Sam Howell can have a good game. Has Sam Howell's ability to have a good game in a commander's uniform just been destroyed by the offensive line, right? I mean, the offensive line play has been so bad over the last few weeks that it's led to Sam Howell having bad performances. And I I just wonder, can he get back to being a guy that throws three touchdown passes, does not have a pick six, doesn't have a turnover? Or is that for the new coach to figure out? And the new GM... And the new game plan, because I don't know if Eric Bieniemy is going to be here next year with the several teams already reaching out to the commanders saying they're interested, including the Chicago Bears. So this will be the first time that the commanders go to Los Angeles since 2017, and they do have a 14-5-1 record on the road against the Rams. A lot of that, obviously, from the Rams' time in St. Louis, but Washington is 2-1 and one in their last three matchups against the Rams. What's interesting is L.A. was 5-12 and 12 last year and is now in a playoff position. Washington has gotten worse this season. And why is that? It comes down to coaching. Sean McVay is so much of a better head coach than Ron Rivera, and we had him in our building. We had him in our building. And we let him go. And it's not the only one. It's several seasons that we've had guys like Matt LaFleur move on from Washington. And now you're looking at Sean McVay. It's been seven years in Los Angeles. And he's had so much success. And a lot of that was highlighted by the one Super Bowl with Matthew Stafford. But don't forget, Sean McVay also got to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. He's had success with two different quarterbacks. So it's not like it's one QB that's led the Rams. No, it's their coaching. It's their schemes. It's their ability to draft and develop players like an Aaron Donald. And they've just been such a good franchise since Sean McVay took over. And that's why it's so frustrating as a Commanders fan myself. Now, Sam Howell does have 3,466 yards with 18 passing touchdowns on the season. So maybe Washington has found their quarterback. But in my mind, we need to play together as a team a few times here before the end of the season. And that might be impossible 
because part of me does believe that Ron Rivera has completely lost the locker room. And I think when you hear quotes from players, they'd agree. They're not playing for Ron Rivera. They're playing for individual statistics. They're playing to get the bag. Apparently, they're just waiting for the season to end. Yeah. If sweat's anything to go off of. I mean, yeah. And, and it kind of seems like that with the way they play. So what are we watching for at the end of the season here? Um, obviously, we have our bet with Michael Phillips. So I want the defense to give up 40 points to the Rams. But I just, I'm desperate for the offense to have a good game. I'm desperate for Terry McLaurin to have 110 yards and two touchdown grabs. I'm desperate for Jahan Dotson to get open, right? I, I, I mean, I, I want a game in which we're able to establish the run and then run again in the third and the fourth quarter. I just want us to play a full 60 minutes. I would love to see them throw the ball to Terry. Right? He's been ignored for like a month. He has been. And I don't think it's like an Eric Bieniemy thing as much as it's an offensive line thing. Like every reporter that I talk to and have on this show say, hey, Bieniemy has to change his play calling to match the personnel that he has at the offensive line, and they just do not have enough time to run some of these plays. And I think I was listening to Grant Danny yesterday, or it might have been Michael Phillips, when he was breaking down the fact that a lot of Terry McLaurin's routes end with him having the his back to the football, mm. right? Because he's either going downfield and he doesn't come back, and because of that, he's not getting a lot of the yards after catch that he got in previous seasons. And so I just think it has to do with the routes that they are forcing him to run because of the fact that they are dealing with a makeshift offensive line, a rookie quarterback who has been prone to make mistakes. They're trying to get the ball out of his hands quickly. And he's targeting running backs and tight ends a lot more than his receivers. So I, I kind of think, look, I, I think it's a combination of a young quarterback, a bad offensive line, and a play caller here that is desperate to make an impact on this league and get himself a head coaching job in the future. So... You know my rule. I'm done picking the Commanders to win games. I, I officially will predict the Rams to win this game. And uh, I'm, I'm just desperate for this offense to score 25 points. So give me a final score of Rams win 31 to 27. Give me Rams win 31 to 27. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open throughout the show. It's 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. We got a lot to get to on the show still today, including the Virginia Tech head coach Brent Pry will be joining the program at 2.30 ahead of their military bowl game against Tulane. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, always available on the go on the free Odyssey app. Download it today and just search 910 The Fan to hear AWOD Radio Monday through Friday from 12 to 3 p.m. here on Richmond's home for VCU basketball. And Ram Nation, we've got a special giveaway for you coming up in the 2 p.m. hour. Keep listening to AWOD Radio. We're going to give away... Uh, two pair of tickets to see VCU in action at the Siegel Center later December. If you want those tickets, stay locked to 910 The Fan. In the NFL, Bill Belichick's been answering all these questions about his future. Did you see the press conference stuff where he was like, I saw the clip, I'm focused yeah. on Kansas City. Oh, but have you had a conversation about next year? I'm focused on Kansas City. We're getting ready for we're getting ready for Kansas City. We're getting ready for we're getting Kansas ready. City. Um, but it is wild because he's been with the Pats organization for so long, 
And there have been multiple reports, according to ESPN's Dan Graziano is one of them, that his fate was sealed as early as November 12th when the team lost to the Colts in Germany and that there are several candidates already on the staff to replace Bill Belichick. I have been saying, I think he's going to stay in New England because they're going to end up getting Caleb Williams and he's going to end up being the franchise quarterback. Your buddy's a Patriots fan. Does he want to move on from Big Bell? No, I think I think he re- he's rooting for Bill to get the record. Of most wins, yeah. so he'd really just rather have a good team for Bill to work with yeah. than anything. I, I don't know if he, he wants someone new. I don't think he does. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, and if you want to chime in, phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. We'll go around the NFL in about 30 minutes here, but I did want to get to this story that I saw on the New York Post that blew my mind, and so let's do an impromptu Dude Food here on AWOD Radio. Dude Food! We're not responsible for the content of this program. Or anything we say when we're really hungry. Where's my food? Dude, where's my food? food? The most delicious food you've ever tasted. Yes! How can he piss off a flip-flop? <laughs> he loves food. Dude Food! Alright, so this story involves the California-based chain restaurant, or should I say fast food place, in and out Burger. Uh-huh. Now, I've never had In-N-Out Burger. I, have I once. hear you have I hear it's like basically a five guys. What do you think? Um, so I had it once in mm-hmm. Denver. Yeah. And it was I don't know, it was just like a better Wendy's McDonald's that kind okay, of thing. Okay, so it's it, 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 it really it, is fast food. It, yes, it is it's a drive through all right. of that. It it wasn't to the level of five guys for me, okay. but I'm like the biggest five guys fan in the world. Wow, so, so it's, it's not even tough. at five guys level. Well, I, like five guys is like in terms of fast would, food. Would you it's consider it uh, as good as Shake Shack? It was better than Shake Shack. Okay. Better than Shake Shack. Not as good as Five Guys. Anyway, um, so Idaho opened their first In-N-Out Burger. Well, folks, the fans of In-N-Out Burger in Idaho were anything but In-N-Out. <laughs> they waited in line, desperate as burger lovers, to try the new Idaho In-N-Out Burger for up to eight hours with some camping out overnight. And so it brought me to this question here. What's the longest you've ever waited for food? Would you ever wait eight hours? Like, there's no way in hell I'm waiting for eight hours. But I I will admit, all right, like in in college, in my early 20s, we used to go to Chick-fil-A no matter what. Even if the line was out the door and down the street, I've waited as much as 45 minutes to an hour for Chick-fil-A. Really? Yes. Not anymore, but I, I used to. The most I've done is anyone from Virginia Tech knows about the cookout line. Uh Uh-huh. Which, once it's like 10 p.m. to 2 a.m., it's about 30 minutes to an hour if you yeah. want that cookout. But you're and in I, a car, at least, You're in right? a car. You're in a car with your friends, so yeah. it's kind of fun. Usually, if you're driving, everyone in the back seat is drunk or high, so yeah. it's, it's a it's a bit of a, a festival in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, Have I ever told you my cookout story? I don't think so. All right, so we went with my boy Kevin. He's going to hate me for telling this. So, <laughs> you know what the number one thing you get at cookout is? A shake. Well, no, it's oh, tray. The, the tray, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I have a whole rant about how it used to be like four seventy-five. Now it's gone up to like 8 Dude, bucks. Inflation's yeah, killing me. Is... Uh, but we used to go to cookout all the time. And like you said, a lot of us were drunk and it was all, mm-hmm. you know, it was a festivity, right? Yeah. It was it was, yeah, it yeah. was kind of better than the party sometimes, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were waiting in line. And so uh, what we would do sometimes is when it wasn't too cold out is instead of waiting in line in our car, we'd just go stand in line, yeah. right? And so my buddy Kevin goes up to the uh, to the cash register, right? And she says, oh, what do you want? And he goes, 
I, and he's hammered. He goes, I want the trace. Give me the trace meal with this, this, and this, and corn dogs, and a burger, and a quesadilla. And, and give me the tr And she goes, what? And he goes, the trace. I want the trace. <laughs> and she's like, excuse me, sir. We don't have the trace. He goes, I go here every week, and I've ordered the trace a million times. She, she goes, are you confusing this with the tray? And he goes, what have I been calling it? The trace, <laughs> completely different. Um, but yeah, so we used to do cookout a lot in high school. It's just so crazy. Chipotle used to be so popular. Every yeah. time you'd go, it would be a thirty-minute wait, and we were so cool with that as high school kids. I would never. I've really? never been cool with a wait. I hate waiting oh for food. Oh my gosh! In I, high school, you'd because you went to Chipotle, it was like a three-hour affair, right? You'd wait in line for thirty minutes, then you'd go order some food, then you eat about half of it, then you'd like joke around and throw things at each other and almost get into a food fight. Then you'd go and you'd refill the sauces, the green sauce and the red sauce. We were be at Chipotle. We'd show up at like two forty-five right after school. We'd be there till like five fifteen. No, my go-to was to hang out. I'd leave. Walk over to the Moe's. Moe's, I love Moe's. And it'd be empty in there. Yeah. <laughs> and I have some good food. You, no you wait. You look like a Moe. I love Moe's. You look like you could be a Moe guy. <laughs> uh, Chipotle, much better for you. On Mother's Day, we used to wait for almost two hours to get a table at my mom's favorite spot, Carlisle Grand Cafe. So I have all these memories from Mother's Day. Showing up, getting the damn little thing, that you, the pager that you put in your pocket, mm -hmm. and then like walking all around. The area there for two hours. No, we're we a family where if they say more than thirty minutes, we look for somewhere oh, you'd else. You look for a different spot. Yeah. Now, see, on Mother's we get Day, it. we're a hangry family. My mom wouldn't care. She, she's like, oh, what? You know what? We have to wait five hours. Fine with me. I'm getting my lobster bisque on Mother's Day. No, we we're a family of hangry people. Yeah, it starts to get bad if too much time passes. Speaking of the wait, though, I remember in Westchester Commons. Do you are you aware of that area in Midlothian? I've heard of it. Yeah, when the Chick Fil A opened there. It was life-changing to the people of Midlothian. There, there was an, I think the first 100 people to order got like a year's supply of Chick-fil-A. Really? Tents everywhere around that Chick-fil-A. and people, Even still, it's like an hour wait That's to get funny. to that one. You know what you brought up a memory of mine is from college when Christian's Pizza opened up at VCU. A great location right next to Village Cafe. I think it's Harrison Street there. And like everyone go party in Cary Town or on Cary Street. Um... And then you'd end up walking towards Christian's Pizza, and that line would be out the door, down the street, and you wouldn't care. Because it was hot pizza, and it was late night, and my buddy used to work there, so he would hook it up with an extra big slice. But man, we used to when that Christian's first opened up, the line was insane. Yeah, tech is all about the bar lines. The bar lines? Yeah, there's, there, there's a place called Tots, Top okay. of the Steps. There's always like an hour wait to get into it. Really? And I just don't, I don't get it. I, I don't get the people in Idaho that waited eight hours yeah, for In-N-Out Just wait a week. Yeah, you know? I know. <laughs> like, but the same thing happened when Shake Shack opened in Richmond. Do you remember that? There was. It was I don't like, think I was here then. Oh, it was like shutting down traffic. It was because I, cars were parked, and then the line was out the door. I just don't get it. Wait I, another I, I day. I don't either. Yeah. I know In-N-Out, and anyone from California swears by it that it's the best food in the world, but yeah. it's just good fast food. Right. Like, like it's good. But it's fast food. Yeah. It's fast. It's fast. Yeah. I don't know. What's the longest you'd wait for food? Let us know. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. Any other dude food news you wanted to bring up here today? Yeah, stuff? this was a, a cute little thing I found. Pizza okay. Hut was uh, selling doormats with a QR code for your okay. pizza delivery driver to scan. Okay. And then they would get a pizza. The, so the you delivery gift driver. your delivery driver a pizza when they bring you a pizza. 
If I'm a delivery driver, though, I'm already probably eating a lot. Yeah, of pizza. right. Like why? Like are the, you? You know what? Are you still ones? driving for food delivery? No, I haven't in a minute. I got why? I got sick with mono, so I didn't yeah. want to do it then, and uh-huh. I just kind of like been a little lazy. And now probably you're, should get now back you're on working it. extra hours at the yeah, office. Yeah, you know, here, so you and don't it's need like the money. It's getting the Christmas. I'm doing a lot of Christmas stuff with the family. Yeah. I don't want to. I mean, like now it's probably the best time because people are feeling that holiday. Yeah. Generosity. Yeah. Some tips. I, but, uh, I had an issue with my delivery driver last week. What'd they do? Well, they just refused because it was raining to come into the apartment complex. And and, and I just, I get so frustrated. And I, I feel like I'm a spoiled brat when I do this rant. But, like, if I'm ordering delivery food, deliver it to my gosh darn doorstep. Stop making me go out of my apartment complex when there's a ringing. There's a doorbell. I can let you in. Yeah, but mine. They, they refuse to do that. Mine doesn't have that. I have to go out of my house and then down the steps to yeah. the apartment complex to let them in so i just take it there yeah i can't ring them in i think i got a shout out i did have a driver in the rain biked it to me really yeah so shout rain. out to that guy in did the, the rain did the food come out wet was it a soggy no, burger he had or? like he had the thing like the the package or yeah. whatever on his bike to keep it weatherproof mm. but i i big shout out to that guy you know he, what he while, was we're, not while we're giving faltered. shout outs here the best queso in scott's edition is en suboka had it last night with a buddy. We went out there for a beer, got the tacos too. But their queso, I mean, it's so good. I I, I thought about licking the bowl. <laughs> like, it's it's that good. I thought about licking the bowl. I, I don't know. I, it's like they, they, I don't know. They make it with love. It's amazing. I went back to that uh, burger place that I said was my favorite burger. Yeah, Boulevard Boulevard burger. again. Yeah. And, uh, Didn't were, hit the second time? Or it, no, it hit again. But uh-huh. uh, for some reason, they were playing a, a video game on the TV. Like, it was a, a Let's Play of Mario Galaxy 2, uh-huh. and I just thought that was interesting, and I wanted to share. I don't know why. Yeah. Like, like it, it was 7.30, so there was, like, NHL games on. Right. But they, they were playing on one screen. It was Mario, and then on the other, it was, like, a volleyball anime. That's pretty funny. And I don't know why they were And it's not, it's not a place you would go to watch sports. I, I know that. <laughs> they were playing the Eagles so. game last time I was there. Well, I don't they, know they, what. It's, def- <laughs> it's a good vibe, but I don't. it's not, like, a sports spot. Yeah, no. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for VCU basketball. Stay locked to 910 The Fan in the 2 p.m. hour. We'll be giving away two pair of tickets to an upcoming game. Also, Richmond's home for the Virginia Tech Hokies, who are less than two weeks away from their bowl game, the Military Bowl against Tulane. The head football coach, Brent Pry, will join the show at 2.30. But joining us right now in studio, very special guest, Dell Brown, the host of Dell On Air, the most popular flag football podcast in the country. What's going on, Dell? Man, I am hanging in there, and yes, the hottest flag football podcast in the country. Yes, most popular too. And and look, you came in here with swag. You got, you got the shades on. You're feeling good. So tell us the latest with flag football as it was voted to be in the 2028 Olympics. 2028 Olympics is coming up. Um, October 16th, we were told that um, it's official that we'll be in along with um, baseball, cricket, and um, and a few other sports. But, yeah, it's um, making a major move, move right now. Yeah, it's wild. So growing up, I didn't play flag football. I used to play <laughs> backyard football, you know, okay. two-hand touch and tackle mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But flag, fort has really, flag football has really grown in popularity over the last few years. Is that because of concussions in the NFL? What do you think it's uh, 
been the reason for the big growth. I am glad that you said that. <laughs> um, well, the, the, the reason for the, the um, growth of the sport is inclusion, right? Because it's something that women can do, men can do. Um, you didn't, at the time, you didn't have to go to college for it. Um, but um, the things that are happening in the NFL right now as far as concussions and that, you know, the injuries, the amount of injuries, CTE, all of those things, that does go into, uh, we take that into account when it comes to flag football. Like, um, you know, you have the quote-unquote soccer moms that's like, you know what, I don't want my son to play that anymore, or the football. So they, you know, outside of soccer, we have flag football, which is a sport that takes, uh, uh, it, it's an acquired skill. So you can't just go out there like, and, and, and I, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later, but you can't just go out there and play. So we have some little issues with these NFL guys. Del Brown with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hot Seat. So explain a little bit about your history with flag football. Oh, my God. I, I love flag football. Um, I played tackle football, played semi-pro football. Um, I got injured in semi-pro football, and I was like, yo, I got to do something. Like, I got to play football. And the doctor was like, you won't be playing tackle. <laughs> so um, I was like, I got to figure it out. And when I got into the flag football world, it wasn't where it is now. I got right. into it about seven to eight years ago. It wasn't at the height that it's at right now. And that was my history with it then. And as it's been growing, I've been watching the sport, like, move to different countries. We're in 22 different countries right now. Mm. Um, and, and it's just been expanding. And, um, you know, it's the second largest sport in Mexico right now behind soccer. So who would have thought that 10 years ago? Right. So with America in the Olympics in 2028, I mean, do you like our chances? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. We're going to dominate. Uh, because we're not the same way that we used to be in the NBA. I mean, I was just going on a rant about that yesterday, mm -hmm. about the last five years. It's been Giannis and the Joker, and there's not a new LeBron or Kobe. Okay, so uh, I, like I just said, um, it, it's, it's the second largest sport in Mexico. Mm -hmm. And the misconception that people have is that, oh, well, we're going to play against these countries, and we're going to be playing against school teachers and, and garbage men. No, these, like in other countries, they're professional flag football players. This is what they do year round for a living and get paid for it and to the point where we, it's it's almost like basketball where we have guys from america go to different countries to play for different teams mm. um on the men's side right now on the men's side um we're pretty dominant um the women actually did lose in 2022 um they they um came in second so they were silver medalists um in 2023 we just won just recently out in charlotte so we did you know, have a redemption year, and they um, beat the Mexican team to win the gold medal this year. Del Brown with us hanging out. He is the host of Dell on Air, talking all things flag football. As it was recently announced that the International Olymp Olympic Committee will add flag football as a sport in the 2028 Olympic Games in Los Angeles. Yep. And we know last year the Pro Bowl decided to do flag football. They're mm -hmm. going to do it again this year. That's probably led to a, a lot of the rise. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 that's where we get into um, <laughs> the NFL guys. That you know, like Tyreek Hill has come out and said he wants to play in the Olympics. Tyreek Hill, Gronkowski, um, a few other guys. Um, I, I would say that Tyreek Hill might be one of a, of a very few NFL guys that that would be really good in flag football because he's so shifty and he's so quick. He's so shifty, he's so quick, and he has the speed to to play this game. But um. It, it's it's not a game every single NFL guy. So, play. are there any flag football players that will be representing in America t in twenty twenty eight that are household names yet? 
Uh, well, it's 2028, so the guys that we would be looking at would be a guy like Tyreek Hill or mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson. Um, okay. You know, guys of— So of, you think of, they're going to go straight from the NFL to, no. the, to this pool? No. 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 I, th- I think the other countries won't allow that. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, I think they might say, hey, you guys can have two pro players, mm-hmm. and, and that's it. But, you know, also you got to think about, like, it's, it's four years from now, like four and a half years from now, so— we don't know what Tyreek Hill is going to look like in four and a half years or yeah. Justin Jefferson or what have you. And we have flag football guys now that practice every single day on flag football moves. Like it's, it's, it, flag football is not tackle football. And, and the analogy like the, I like to give people is that, um, you know, tennis and pickleball. <laughs> like we're not going to say, hey, Serena Williams, go represent us in pickleball in right. another country. They can pick up a paddle and might be decent, but they're not going to be the pros. Exactly. So how big is this from a, a youth standpoint right now in this country? Oh, my God. The youth that the, the youth aspect is crazy right now. Um, I've I've hosted, you know, some camps with um, NFL flag. Um, NFL flag is um, doing major things when it comes to youth flag football. But um, I, I would say um, we're, we're looking at upwards of like 100,000 kids that are um, growing up in the sport. And <laughs> they just recently announced, um, and I, I want to say it was in Texas, they have um, a four-year-old league of flag football. So they're starting as young as four years old all the way up to 18. Um, so the youth flag is major. And now um, the NAIA, um, not the NCAA yet, but the NAIA is – given scholarships to young women right now for flag football. Hmm. So that's a big part of it, too, is both genders can play. Yes, inclusion. Inclusion, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. So, Del, people want to get in touch with you, check out your podcast and all that good stuff. Where can they hit you up? Del underscore on underscore air. Del on there. I am Del Brown, the host of the Hottest Flag Football Podcast in the country. Um, you got to check me out. Um, I'm on every Wednesday night at 8.30 um, p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, so that's when I'm on and doing my um, hosting of my show. Um, we are actually in the middle um, of our off season right now. So we'll be coming back in January, the first week in January for season two of Dell on Air, the podcast. And you'll be covering the Pro Bowl games this year. I will be covering the Pro Bowl games this year um, because the Pro Bowl games is flag football. So I will be in Orlando, Florida this year covering the Pro Bowl games and, um, you know, making that happen. Well, we appreciate you stopping by. We'll have more with Dell on air after this quick commercial break. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Welcome back. What up, what up, what up? It's AWOD here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Glad I could get my buddy Dell Brown to join me in the studio. We worked together, what, like six, seven years ago? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Because I, I think I met you probably 28, 2017. It was before the pandemic, so yeah. It was definitely before the pandemic. Jeez, yeah. Back ago. back when we were both editing, and now <laughs> you're on air, I'm on air. It's Dell on air, Dell underscore on underscore air, talking all things flag football. So the DMV hosts the East Coast Nationals in Richmond. May 4th, 5th, and 6th. That's going to be awesome. Yes, every year in Richmond. River City Sports Complex is where it's going to be. So River City Sports Complex in Richmond, Virginia every year. So to be here this year, May um, 4th, 5th, and 6th, um, it's, it's, it's always a great event. So, um, you know, you get to see a lot of people. Um, we have teams from all over the um, East Coast come down. Um, sometimes we have teams from the West Coast and, you know, all around the country come down. But, um, yes, yeah, specifically for the East Coast. I'd love to have you explain the difference, because I- I'm not aware, between contact and non-contact flag football. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. 
What? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. So not non-contact. Just um. You can you can block. Okay. Um, you can block, and um, for those who like are into football, you can jam. Um, so as a wide receiver, you can jam. As a wide receiver, you can block. Um, you can have blockers, and when you p- are pulling flags, you can make contact with your opponent. So if I'm if you're running and I need to pull your flag, um, in contact, I can essentially wrap you up like a form tackle mm. and pull your flags off. Yeah. Whereas in non-contact, there's obviously non no contact. And I have to use my hand to pull your flag. That's in. a lot more difficult. Very difficult. I and mean, I, I just remember from my years playing intramural uh, flag football at VCU. I, it's just so hard. You think it's easy to pull the flag, <laughs> and then you're playing against a guy who's kind of shifty, and it's like, touchdown. You can't stop him. Yes, and, 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 and in non-contact, you have different flags. So um, in contact, you have um, what we call um, triple threats. So they, okay. have three, they have three flags, and you just buckle it up in the front. Mm-hmm. So if somebody, like, can pull any one of them and pull your entire belt off, whereas right. non-contact, you only have two flags on the side, and they're um, pop flags. Mm. So you pull the flag, but your belt stays on. Right. But in non-contact, that's what makes it more difficult, because if, if a guy gets past you, then he's gone. There's <laughs> like, no pulling his flag, you know, from behind him. Yeah. So if you're just tuning in right now, 910 The Fan, I'm Adam Epstein, joined by Dell Brown, who hosts Dell On Air, uh, Flag Football Podcast, and Flag Football will be in the Olympics in 2028. You said that decision came down when, October? October 16th. October, October 16th. 16th. So uh, that was a huge day for flag football fans. Major, 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 major. Um, we've we've been trying to get this going for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been in the World Games. Um, IFAF, International Association of American Football, um, has been hosting um, the World Games for um, about ten more, a little more than ten years now, um, and it, it, we've been pushing for the Olympics for a while. And now that it's 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 so big in other countries, um, and we obviously, like I said, we have twenty two different countries that participate every year from Brazil, Panama. Um, Chile and Japan and it's it's major. It's worldwide Everyone, now. It's worldwide now. Yeah. So our NIL deals starting to come around for college. Yes. Yes. So that's a game changer right there. One hundred percent. NIL deals are, um have been coming around um especially for the ladies in college because they are offering scholarships for women um flag football players now in college. It hasn't yet rolled over to the NCAA, which it will really soon. <laughs> but as of right now, it hasn't yet. Um, hit the NCAA, but um, the NAIA um, is hosting um, tournaments now. Ottawa um, has been um, the national champions the last three years, and um, one their coach, their head coach, is actually one of the coaches for the U.S. national team right now. And so when, do, when is the uh, trials and training camp for the U.S. national team? It's going to be coming up? Yeah, it's coming up in February. So okay. in February, they'll be having the trials. Um, this year, they boosted it up a little bit. Um, last year, we had 48 players per gender. So it was 48 men, 48 women's, um, but now it's 60 per. Oh, wow. So it's an invite only. Um, so throughout the year, um, they have their own tournaments that you have to play in um, so they can scout you. They have scouting tournaments. They, um, I want to say they have four, and you, scout, you get scouted during those tournaments and then they pick the best 60, and then they dwindle it down through the first trials to 18, and then they drop it down to the final of 12, and you have 12 players represent the country on the men's and women's side. So what kind of niche have you carved out with flag football? Are you like the voice of flag football? <laughs> um, 
very contentious point, but yes, right, right, Is right. That what you, like that's what the goal would be. That that's what the goal would be. Would you want to get into coaching? Oh yeah, I'm 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 into it right now. Okay. I'm into it right now. I mean, I, again, I love flag football. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, me and you are buddies, and we're both into this media. And when I got into that world, I saw that there was a void of like people even understanding what flag football was because you know most of us were like oh we played in grade school we play here we play there and people think i could just go out there and be one of the best players in the world and i'm like eh, no you can't yeah <laughs> you know and um so what the niche that i wanted to create was to 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 have people understand more about what it is and have a place where somebody can go and be like hey dell like what actually is flag football? Yeah, because I, I hosted. Um, well, I covered um, NFL flag in um, Florida this year and down in Miami, um, and I did it also in DC when NFL flag was in DC. And it is um, very different from the flag football that we play on a national scale. So the NFL hasn't even got it right yet. Mm. They're, they're moving in the right direction, but they 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 don't really have it where we have it. As of right now. Well, I think it's really cool that the DMV will host the East Coast Nationals here in Richmond. Mm -hmm. uh, like you were saying, that's going to come up in the beginning of May. But I, I want to talk more about the NFL Pro Bowl. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, you're, you're like me. We're both big <laughs> football fans. And exactly. The, I, I've been saying it on my show. There's like a, a void with all sports all-star games right now. Right? Mm -hmm. Like I, the NBA All-Star game doesn't interest me anymore. The dunk contest isn't what it used to be when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Major League Baseball, they changed the stupid rules for the home run derby. Mm -hmm. I don't I can't stand it. I hate the split screen. And the NFL with the Pro Bowl, they're desperate to try to find something to make it popular. Mm -hmm. So uh, again, the it, it, it was the most popular Pro Bowl, um, the flag football one, since well, it's been a long time since they had one as popular as this one. Mm -hmm. um, they uh, Again, they haven't gotten it right just yet, but I, I feel like they, they saw. They so saw what do you think they're missing right now? Is it the, they're not following the correct rules? They're... I, I feel like they don't have enough flag football people around. I feel like they have, mm. they have football people that say, hey, that's popular, let's do that. Yeah. But they don't have... They don't have Dell on air there. They don't have the flag football voices there that can can make this an actual thing. Because, you know, um, <laughs> anybody who's watching this will say they'll they'll laugh when I'm about to say what I'm about to say. But we have um, different formats. We have it starts at four man, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, mm -hmm. um, eight man. Um, would probably be the best format for the NFL because you can actually use your your linemen, right? So you can bring like some of your faster linemen in, and they can they can actually showcase their skills. Um, and you know you can have your blockers there, and they can showcase their skills. And you can you can make it kind of um you know like OTAs where they run seven on sevens and. And the uniforms are trash too. The NFL <laughs> uniforms are not good at all. So, <laughs> if 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 they if they actually paid attention to like what we're doing in flag football, they would love what our uniforms look like. And I think the NFL guys would love it as well. So, how big do you think this can grow? I mean, obviously the Olympics are are huge. What do you mm -hmm. think the future for flag football looks like five, six, seven years down the road? Um, I think it's one of the next professional sports that's going to. Um, so you think a TV contract is imminent in the next oh, five years? One hundred percent. Right now we have the AFFL, which is um, separate from everything. It's um, American Flag Football League, which is um, I want to say in four states right now: um, Boston, um, I know Vegas, and Texas, and I want to say Florida. Mm -hmm. But um, it's it's been on TV. Um, it, it's been on ESPN. 
Um, and speaking of NFL guys, they had um, a team where it was um, flag football guys versus NFL guys. Uh, and two, I want to say I, both times the, the flag football guys won. Mm. Um, I remember Michael Vick, Jason Avant, um, mm. Nate Robinson, all were on one team. And they lost against the flag guys. <laughs> so, um, yes, yes, it is definitely imminent. Well, man, it's been awesome hanging out and uh, cool hearing about flag football. Anything else you wanted to promote? Um, Dell on there. Make sure you check out Dell on there. Flag football, all things flag football, and um, you know, just pay attention to flag football. And if you have any questions, um, feel free to please, please, please ask a flag football person because um, the people outside of flag football aren't going to give you the right thing. Uh, watching the Pro Bowl last year, I'm in a bar and a hundred people were like, "Hey, is this what it's supposed to be?" And I'm like, "Eh, not really." But um, I do push everything flag football. I love flag football, and um, if anybody have any questions, you can hit me up. Um, Dell underscore on underscore air. Hit me up and um. You know, let's talk about. Well, it. here's a quick question for you. Like, in, 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 let's say I want to see who the LeBron James of flag football is, the Tom Brady of flag football. Is, is there a good place that houses all the highlights? Um, not yet, but you can go to um, what is it, USA Flag FB, um, which is USA Flag, which they host all, a lot of the tournaments um throughout the country, and USA Flag FT football or USA football, and they actually. Also, um, house a lot of the highlights for the U.S. team, and yes, the LeBron James of football. We do have one of those. <laughs> what do you call him? What's his name? <laughs> Del Brown. <laughs> not yet, not yet. Um, it, it is it, well. No, his, his, his name is Hoosh. His name is Hoosh. Um, his dad was actually a detective on First Forty Eight Sidebar. Um, oh wow! <laughs> yeah, so funny thing, but his name is Hoosh. Um, we also got have a guy named Mark. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with the A Seven FL, which is the non equipment tackle league okay but this guy mark uh, mark sexton he's like he's like one of those mythical characters in flag football where you like you just always hear about him he always wins every championship yeah, you, you marvel at him when you watch him play. yeah but him and who shot a lebron and jordan oh I, I love that man and i think it's really cool about how you know people from all ages and uh, all genders are getting involved i know my buddy james johnson is a big fan mm, okay. uh, of flag football as well so appreciate you stopping by man and keep in touch definitely gotta stop on by when you come back in may oh definitely man east coast national everybody check it out dell on air dell on air instagram check me out and um you know thanks for having me of course you're listening to awad radio on the fan. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.